Hello beautiful people, welcome to another episode of the Word Up Podcast, your Bible study companion. We hope you've been blessed by previous episodes. If you're new here, would like to say a big welcome. We believe you're not here by accident and we've got something great for you today. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, tea or juice and let's get right into it. Today we will be looking at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. I'll read the New Living Translation as well as the Amplified Version. Shall we? The NLT says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And the Amplified Version says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it, flows the spring of life i like to take that again guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flows the spring of life that's proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 i'd like us to start by looking at the heart from different viewpoints So the word heart can be used figuratively to mean the core, the center or most important part of a thing. When speaking in actual terms, the heart is considered to be one of the most important organs in the body. It is a blood pumping and blood circulating chamber which sends blood to every part of the body including the heart itself. And when used in the Bible, it could mean the mind, the seat of emotions, or the spirit. So whether figuratively or in actual fact, the heart plays a vital function in the body. When I reflected on the word God, what came to my mind was putting measures in place to prevent unwanted access, putting measures in place to prevent unwanted access. This can take various shapes and forms. Methods of security have evolved from building tall walls and fences to using human resources called bodyguards and most recently using codes and fingerprints which cannot be seen. Neither of these measures is obsolete. So depending on the value of what you are guarding, all these measures could be used. I like to point a case. I was watching a film with my wife the other day and there was this diamond shop which had a necklace worth millions of dollars. First of all, the building looked like a fortress with guards around and there was a precious piece which was kept separate from other jewelries. So some chaps wanted to steal the diamond and they disguised to be delivery men. That was how they gained access into the building. So lesson number one, Satan will not come to you in plain terms if he wanted to steal from you. He would disguise to be someone else. I'd like us to remember the threefold agenda of Satan is the word, the letters SKD, the letters SKD. That's the agenda of Satan. He's come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's everything Satan is about. He's going about to look for whom to steal from, whom to kill, and whom to destroy. 
And one reason we guard our belongings is to prevent thieves from gaining access. So when you guard your heart, you're putting measures to prevent Satan, the thief, from gaining access to your life. Still on that film, someone had disguised like she walked in the shop and deceived a newly employed staff who granted her access to the vault where the most valuable items were. It was when the enemy had gotten access to that vault that she revealed her identity as the enemy. So another lesson is this, Satan would go any length just to get you to give him access, even if it means using the people that you trust. I've heard some Christians say something like this when they're trying to make you do something ungodly. They say stuff like, we are all Christians. It's not that bad. The lesson from here is that anyone, including those you trust, can be used by the enemy to get to you. Let's see the example of our Lord Jesus. The Bible says he prayerfully selected 12 men to be his core, his disciples, the one he would spend the most of his time with, the ones he could tell things plainly while he spoke to the crowd in parables. Jesus shared his life with his disciples. He told them everything he was going to do and everything that was going to happen to him. Yet, it was from among this prayerfully selected 12 that one betrayed him. I hope you agree with me that Jesus is our prayer teacher. He taught us how to pray, but there was still a Judas amongst the twelve. So being prayerful does not make you immune to temptation. In actual fact, it increases the threshold of temptations that come your way. Being prayerful keeps you spiritually alert when the temptation comes. Being prayerful makes you spiritually conscious at the time of the temptation. Recall, after Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was tempted by the devil. One would think that after such a fast, the devil would be scared. But no, Satan always comes to check what sort of person you are. I believe that the keys to guarding our hearts have been given in the preceding verses to today's verse of the day. So let's see verses 20 to 23 of Proverbs chapter 4. It says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Hmm. How do you guard your heart against the evil one? Number one lesson from the preceding verse watch what you hear. Don't just hear, but be attentive. He says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Those are the words of God. You can claim to listen, but you're not paying attention. I'll give you a good example. I play music by ear, so consequently I listen to loads of music. 
If, for example, I need to score some songs for a concert or something, I would start by listening to the songs over and over again, just mere listening. This is not the real score, but it prepares me for the score. When I feel ready, then I score the song. And when I'm scoring the song, I would pay more attention to what I'm hearing so as to reproduce the chords and notes close enough to what was originally played. We need to scrutinize what we hear using the word check test. That means, does it align with the word of God or not? If it doesn't align, then we discard it. Number two, be careful what you see. The verse says, don't lose sight of my words. My son, don't lose sight of my words. It says, firstly, hear and be attentive. And secondly, look intently at them. When you do these two things, what happens? He says, they will penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body, their entire body. So what are we saying in essence? If we replace the word of God with something else, say a corrupt content, the more you hear them, the more you pay attention to them and set your eyes upon them, you know the result. They will penetrate deep into your heart and bring corruption to your entire being. So as we bring this home, I like to say not everyone is worth following on social media. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1 says, Follow me as I follow Christ, the Apostle Paul speaking. This means if the Apostle Paul were to be in this age, if I followed him and imitated him, the result will be becoming like Christ. Let me ask you a question. Are the people you're following on social media helping you to become more like Christ? Or are they pulling you farther away from Him? Your heart is very delicate. You don't want any virus to go in there. So guard it with all you've got, for it determines how your life turns out. What this ultimately means is that you have a hand in how your life turns out. You don't have to blame anyone else. So be responsible today. Guard your heart like you would guard anything else that's precious to you. Take appropriate steps. Place checks and balances on what comes into your heart. Don't just open your heart to any content out there. Be firm, be resolute about these things. For it determines the course of your life. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we just thank you today. We love you. We worship you. Thank you for these brief words that we've heard today regarding Proverbs 4 and 23. Help us, dear Father, to watch what we hear. Help us to watch what we see. Help us not to only listen to your word, but to pay close attention to what you say. Help us to put everything to the word check test to see if they match and align with your word. Help us to pay attention to the contents that come into our heart and help us to guard our heart with all diligence. 
We give you thanks and praise, dear Father. In this world that is so perverse and wicked, help us to live separate, consecrated lives, holy and acceptable unto you. Help our thoughts to be pure, our thoughts to be right and guarded by your word. Help us to think what is on what is pure, what is holy, what is righteous and of good report. We give you thanks because we know we cannot do any of this without you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Dear Father, I just pray for those who are struggling with negative thoughts. Just have a leading to say this prayer. And so Lord, I pray for everyone struggling with negative thoughts. I pray for grace for them. Now you strengthen them to overcome negative thoughts and give them that burning love and burning desire for your word that they would find your word like honey to their bones, honey to their lips, honey to their taste buds, chunking on your word. Thank you, dear Father. Glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Word Up podcast today. We hope you've been blessed and inspired by God's Word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. Worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. We'll be delighted to read from you. You can also do well by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up podcast. God bless you.